Hello and welcome to the ANA Take with me, Alex. And with me, Adam. This week on the podcast, we will, as always, discuss some of the hot topics in the week. See who knows each other best in this week's final five. And I've been told that Alex has another weird and wonderful surprise for us in Alex's choice. Yes, and just before we start, we want to make sure you've all had a fantastic Father's Day for those that are celebrating. But also, we want to make sure you know we are all abiding by social distancing. So once again, for another week, let's begin. So... As now, the ritual, let's start with our personal highlights of the week. I shall start, Alex, and obviously people listening at home, they can't see us, unlike you and I can on our virtual meeting. You might have to tell something about me this week that you haven't seen before, that I'm quite red in the face. (laughs) I like the same colour as your t-shirt today, Alex. Um, (laughs) And that was because yesterday I had a fantastic barbecue with some friends, watching the football uh, in the back garden, should we say, so we're all apart. now, I'm, I, I, as I think you know, I'm not one for the sun. I like no. to stick in the shade. And I was in the shade for large parts of the afternoon. I've had about half an hour in the sun, and I've got quite a nice tan. And I've caught the sun really well. And I'm really happy for it, because I don't like the sun. I don't grant it very often, but it looks like I've been in the sun for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really happy with that. You really have worked on your base tan now, Adam. You, you, you're ready <laughs> for to half go, an hour. You're ready to go abroad. You're ready to start uh, lifting up the uh, European summer and travel opens up again. Exactly. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Nice one. Um, so mine one is, is a very basic one this week. So I've been swamped with work and university, unlike yourself, who's finished uni. So you're in a very lucky yes. position. Um, and my personal highlight was literally last night, me, my mum and dad managed to sit and watch two films. And I've not thought about work, uni or <laughs> anything stressful for about 12 hours. And what topped it, topped it off even more was in the second film, which my dad chose, he was asleep within 20 minutes of it starting. So it was another <laughs> comedy gold. Um, so yeah, it was a great, great evening. Um, and just nice to take a break. So good stuff. What films are you watching, Alex? Oh, now you're, now you're testing me. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. It was... Well, it, it was only last night. I know. What did we watch? <laughs> oh, we watched that. We go. I know it. I know it. It was called Skyscraper with Dwayne, the, um, Dwayne Johnson in. Bit far-fetched because he managed to like <laughs> jump from a skyscraper across another one. Um, and then there was a really good one, the second one, which Dad fell asleep in. Um, it was called, um, I think it was something like, the, uh, uh, about a, I don't know what it's called, but it was about a journalist who was a, uh, based on a true story and she uh, went to all the war zones um, and, and reported everything and she just kept pushing too far and then she got herself blown up in Syria. Um, so it was oh, a really? very interesting story, based on a true story. I like those ones. Oh, that's good, Alex. Okay, so this week's podcast theme is all to do with food, one of our... Specialist subjects, I think. Definitely. Uh, after the brilliant gesture from uh, Marcus Rashford this week. Yes, it is. We'll discuss the footballers' fantastic actions. And then we're going to open the floor to discuss a lot of all manners of things to do with food and drink. We've kind of gone for a little bit further away from the news just to have an open chat around it because sometimes we know the, the typical stories at the moment get a little bit boring and depressing. So we thought we'd just give you something a bit different. Exactly that, yeah. But um, but first of all, we're going to, you know, this is all based off something in the news, which was um, the footballer Marcus Rashford um, forcing the government into making a U-turn over free school meals over the summer. Um, I think you'd be hard-pushed, I think anybody would be hard-pushed to say that it was the wrong thing to do and Definitely. that the government were right to uh, 
balls a U-turn. Marcus Rashford's a young man himself. He's only 20, 21, I think. Um, but got a 40-year-old's head on him, shall we say, in, in what he's doing. Because he came from this sort of childhood. He knows how important it is. Um, so it is really fantastic to see someone who has this sort of fan base and power almost using it to such a good effect. I think he's a real icon, to be honest. I mean, I'm not a massive football fan myself, but he talks with complete composure. He's very well, um, he's very eloquent with what he said. Uh, And I actually think from somebody of his age to be able to get into Parliament, get that uh, discussed (laughs) and get get a turnaround is a real, real achievement on such a a big topic, um, you know, poverty, we're already in a difficult position with COVID, working. I don't think anybody could disagree with it, it being the wrong decision. Um, my only my only slight, you know, concern is that how will this phase out? Because now, is there ever going to be that expectation that this is just a given that throughout all of, you know, holidays and that, that that service will be there? Yeah. I mean, of course, the, there is definitely a strong argument that, that it should be always there, and that it and and it's never going to be a need to to phase it out. Um, I mean, I've seen quite a few people on on social media throughout the week saying, if if my taxes went to this exact cause all the time, then that's a fantastic place for them to go. And it, it's difficult to argue against that, of course. But I mean, yeah, it is. Sometimes you have to think, well, where do you draw the line? Um, yeah. Sort of what, what sort of income do you think? Well, below that is free school meals. At which point people who are just above it are actually even more disadvantaged than all the people below it so to speak and so I think it's just trying to get a, the exact balance right is 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 a really difficult thing to do um but this is definitely in my opinion the best way of getting towards finding that balance is by is by opening this up all the time to as many people as as possible and hoping it works. I can't see any reason why it won't. No, I agree with that. I also think that what the government perhaps should be pushing on is some of the big companies, the food and manufacturing companies. Yeah. Maybe what they should actually be saying is, how can they support it more? How can we set up a, a charity or trust amongst the groups um, to support that throughout the holidays that maybe isn't through taxpayer money, but is a bit more of a, um, a set-up project so that um, those people that are less fortunate can be supported in the long term, but 100% agree with you. I think it's a great step forward. Well done, Marcus, Ra- Marcus yep. Rashford, um, and fantastic efforts. Yeah. So obviously that's basing our whole conversation for the podcast because what we thought we'd try and do is not mention the dreaded C word. Uh, no, not that one. Coronavirus, of course. We're going to try and not mention that. <laughs> We're going to try and not mention that again today. So because there's so many other issues and just general topics of conversation around food drink and that sort of thing <clears throat> some of them hard-hitting some of them perhaps more of a just an enjoyable conversation but things that perhaps aren't being said at the minute because of what's going on around us and a big issue within this sort of topic is obesity because because that those those numbers of people who that's affecting is is definitely on the rise Alex yeah definitely and I mean I, I've had a quick look around it and the UK just just the UK alone is expected to have 11 million more obese adults by 2030 10 well nine and a half years away that that's yeah. all this is um 
the chance of diabetes will increase, heart disease will increase, and not even to mention the medical costs, which could be an extra two billion billion a year by 2030. So, you know, I, I think foods and drink have quite a a lot involvement in this. And, you know, those issues at the moment aren't being spoken about. No, they're not. And I mean, there's very different schemes. People are trying to pushes in the right direction i mean the transport secretary uh, a few weeks back said that there's going to be the new the two billion billion pounds being put into the cycle scheme i can't remember its actual name yeah. i don't think it, i don't think it's called that but uh, where people who go to doctors um because of their uh, weight issues are going to be prescribed a bicycle to try and make them fitter and obviously it helps us with the environment as well uh, good good idea in principle as as you mentioned in week one doesn't work for everybody i can't ride a bike <laughs> um but let's not go there again um but there are things that are gradually starting to push us away from unhealthy eating and push us towards a healthy lifestyle as opposed to just healthy eating but i think it's fair to say that they either haven't really worked or they've never really took off I agree with that. And I think it's really, really difficult because I know, and we, you know, talk about Marcus Rashford's point, you know, those families with a, a lower income, if you walk into Tesco's, and I'm sure we've both done this, you walk down the fresh fruit area or the fresh vegetables, the healthier options, yeah. you have to pay a price premium, one, for it not to be in packaging, which is a, yeah. it's another topic, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. sustainability, you um compared to it being in a package and also those ready meals and those less nutritional meals and benefits are cheaper so what what do you expect you know i could walk into mcdonald's and get a 99p cheeseburger every day yet i could probably maybe get an apple maybe two apples for that yeah yeah The, the the comparison in in what people can actually get in for the same value is ridiculous and i actually think there's a lot of responsibility that needs to be put on those big companies and on the government to make that change or the obesity issue is just going to keep going yeah but i mean but how do you tackle that problem how do you how do you get into the get into the minds and get into the board meetings of these top fast food companies for example and there are others as well we don't want to just label them because the times where they're very useful and you know and they're very nice places to go as long as it doesn't become a daily sort of occurrence but how do you get into those board meetings and to you know, to discuss this idea and try and n- almost not put profits first which you'd like to think is something that a lot of businesses and corporations do but i dare say very very few of them have the people first and what needs they need first and profit second. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And I suppose the only thing I can think of maybe on this is the sugar tax that came in um, by the government. I think that perhaps is their their stepping stone into getting into those meetings and, and kind of forcing the companies to um, alter their pricing. But I mean, that's another point. If, how how many times have you really been bothered or noticed about that ten p ten p increase? on what on what a, a, a product costs i mean to be fair i'm not someone who who normally has full fat fizzy drinks and i mean fizzy drinks as a on a whole are bad for you if you want to lose weight avoid fizzy drinks is it's is the simple way around it i think it was almost a sort of um a thing from the government where they said well no like so if people 
approach them and ask questions saying, why aren't you tackling this issue? And, oh, no, we have. No, we've done the sugar tax. Yeah. And it, and it makes them look good. But it's actually, it, that's, that's going to achieve absolutely nothing. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure they mentioned this on the show a few weeks back when, when I made that chocolate cake in a mug yeah. for those people who can remember. Yeah. If, you, if you actually use sugar compared to sweetener, the one that's better for your body is sugar. So if you want to, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you can't wean yourself off of fizzy drinks and you're trying to lose weight, a can of full fat Coke is better for you than a can of diet Coke, yeah. which I know sometimes people struggle to understand, but that's, that's the truth of it because the artificial sweeteners are, are stored in your body as fat because your body just can't recognize them because they're artificial. They're not natural. And so the sugar tax for me was pointless. So what it should have done was put a tax on all fizzy drinks. Yeah. No, I can see your point on that one. And I, I also think there's a, there's a big issue around lifestyles. I know from living in London, um, the London commuter, if we want to label them as a person, yeah. um, how busy they are and how that lifestyle works of never really stopping, always eating on the go or, you know, picking up a snack on the way to work, that kind of lifestyle. It's not healthy. And given how many people are now doing that and it's becoming more frequent, yeah. people aren't taking that time to stop and, and actually cook uh, more nutritional meals at home, uh, find out new cuisines that they might actually like. Um, yeah. And I just to sort of a point here that restaurants, meals, we all know that are typically higher in calories because they, they include more salt more sugar, uh, butter is used a lot more, they're more indulgent. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, when you start having those meals out or those lunch meetings, we yeah. all love them, but we know it's <laughs> not good for you. So yeah. I think there's a lifestyle concern there as well. Yeah. I mean, perhaps there's another way of looking at it is, is people aren't cooking nutritious meals because they don't know how to. <laughs> and I mean, we all did cookery lessons in school. We all did or perhaps food tech, as it was called in our day. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, for the more youngsters upon us. But um, Was it home economics, was it, for the older generation? Yeah, I think it was. Home the, economics. Uh, the, yeah, I think, yeah. So for the cookery or home economics lessons. <laughs> but um, from what I can remember, we were taught to bake a cake, we were taught to make bread, um, and then we were taught to like, make like a pasta bake or something, and then it was like right onto arts. And you think, well, I haven't, I haven't really learned anything from that, you know. Perhaps that's the... That would that would help if we were taught how to make nutritious meals for cheap, you know, for yeah, yeah, definitely. not a lot of money. And but, I know for my uh, cookery school, I, mean, I had a, a cracking one. It was, it was so ironic that my cookery teacher in high school, she was allergic to most things. So she like <laughs> she was allergic to bananas and milk really? and all of these. Yeah, yeah, genuinely. And this always confused us to think, why would you have a cookery teacher who was allergic to half of the things you were making? Um, but no, you're right. We, we never really learn specifics about nutritionals or do, diff- do, do different things. It was always the same stuff. And I think that's a lot with teaching. It's very repetitive. They do it year <laughs> in, year out. Nothing really changes. Um, and because of that, I think maybe we got like six weeks a year was cooking yeah. and that's it. Uh, yeah. So if, if you didn't get taught at home or you didn't have an interest in that, I think you're in a bit of a, a difficult position to, to be able to do that. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah, and obviously out of those six weeks, there was always one week where you could get your food. So there's only five yes. weeks left <laughs> by the time you've forgotten you know, to bring in your ingredients one day. 
Um, I mean, I, I can remember that one of our food teachers, she always used to go around and um, like halfway through and make sure that, that the mixture was all right. She would taste the mixture of everybody's thing to make sure they'd put everything in. No. And then she used the same spoon for all of them as well. So. Oh, no. <laughs> that means we make it, put it in the bin as soon as we got home. That's awful. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, I used to hate kind of I, I enjoyed cooking but i hated school cooking because yeah. i always knew the pots and pans weren't clean properly <laughs> and yeah, all of the equipment food. was a little bit manky <laughs> yeah i mean food lessons are really more about washing learning how to wash up than learning how to cook most of the time yeah. yes <laughs> yeah. yes or overcook everything so you knew the chance of catching salmonella had just <laughs> drastically dropped yeah, um, you bring chicken out of your mouth, it's black. You think, yeah, that's done now. Yeah, yeah. There's no food poisoning risk on this now because I've got no idea what Tom next door to me did with that <laughs> saucepan. Yeah, it's uh, it was a, it was a difficult one. But I suppose what we also have to think is over the past few years, eating in versus eating out has been a very hot topic in debate. Um, as you, we all know. I'm a massive fan of eating out um, <laughs> and I've spent yeah. a lot of money on it in the past few years. I suppose from your side, Adam, do you think eating out is all that it's made up to be? Do you think there's as much value in doing that? Mm, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I enjoy going out for something to eat here and there. It's not something that I do regular, really, really regularly. Um, Something that I like to try and do as much as I, as much as I can without you know without doing it doing it too much really, um, but it's certainly something that I've missed in lockdown is yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise how much I went out for something to eat. Perhaps that would be perhaps once once a fortnight. Perhaps where I look back and you think, oh, actually, we'd go out on this Friday night. <laughs> we'd go out you know the following week perhaps, and then perhaps miss a couple of weeks or something like that. And eating in isn't it's, it hangs up the same. You, you can have exactly the same stuff cooks exactly the same way it won't taste as good because you're having it in it's the same as when you have a uh, a can of alcohol you know, a can of beer it's never going to be the same at home compared to having a uh, a freshly drawn pint in a pub and that's something else that i've that i've missed and i don't drink a lot but i've really missed that so i think eating out should be something that you do as a treat rather than something that people rely on and i don't think people ever rely on it as such but i think if we can bring people you know to lean the other way into think oh should I go out no I'll stay in rather than or oh, should I go out yeah go on then then that would help resolve these issues but still would retain that industry I think yeah yeah I agree with that and I mean I'm the worst at this there's been weeks where I've eaten out five six times in the week from work meals um, I've spent mm. a lot of money on it um and I think you're right. I've definitely realised in this that there's there's a place for eating out, and there's definitely a place for that industry. Yeah. But doing it as frequently, I think people will stop because people have either to cook in themselves, and there's a financial element of this. Yeah, something that I found, which I'm not surprised at, because I I always think this when I look at the wine list. <laughs> but an industry standard markup for wine is seventy percent more than what you could buy oh, in a supermarket. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, as I said, it'll, as I said, it will taste better when you're out, even if it's the exact same bottle of wine, but I don't think it'll taste 70% more expensive worth. That is crazy, that. No, I, I think that, just understanding that and what you say from not drinking that bottle of wine from going out, it what it makes eating out more affordable. Because you're not paying yeah. 
that much um, for the wine. But I also think you have to put it into perspective because we're all paying these extortionate prices when we eat out. We like the fact because somebody's cooking it for us. However, is the quality any better? Sometimes not. Um, And sometimes it's actually when you go to these really expensive restaurants, they're really, really nice, but it's not worth the price. Just let's let's just wrap this topic up um, with one final question, which is related to anything we spoke about. Right back to to Marcus Rashford giving free school meals. When you were at school, Alex, did you ever get school dinners? First of all, and if you did, what was the one that you thought? Oh, getting it's it's Tuesday today. That means it's whatever day. What was your favourite school dinner? But also, perhaps what was your worst one as well? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I used to have school dinners every now and again through primary school. I had it a few times in high school. I never had it at college because I used to always look at the grease that came off the pizzas at college and think that actually would kill me. Um, But in primary school, (laughs) (laughs) in primary school, I quite liked... um, We used to get lasagna, actually, in primary school, and I really liked that. It was quite a good... We had a good meal there. Um, but I used to hate it when on a Friday, if you weren't in the first group, because obviously it was, it was chips on a Friday, <laughs> always the best one. Yeah. Um, you used to get this awful like cheese flan. You, so you'd have chips, cheese flan in peas. Now, as like a 10-year-old trying to chew your way through that, it just clogged up in your mouth. There was no moisture um, so it was a very <laughs> difficult eat. Uh, so yeah, I've had some good experiences with school yeah. dinners. Uh, my favourite time was break times. Used to, we used to get bacon sandwiches at high school and sausage sandwiches, and that was by far the best treat of the week. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I had I had school meals every every day for about year six onwards. Um, I remember at my secondary school, um, they, we got a healthy schools award. Not really sure ever, whatever they've ever meant, really, because <laughs> never really been genuine. And I remember we started having um, paninis every day, and suddenly the oh. teachers start saying, "Hang on, this is this is the healthy schools award. This shouldn't be, this shouldn't be happening." Um, and so they changed it, and they brought in Pasta King. I'm not sure if you ever had Pasta King or not. I've never heard of that. But in my it life. was just, um, have you not? It was, no. it was little red, like um, uh, cardboard pots. And you got pasta in it, and then you could choose from about fifteen different sauces and toppings, and that was quite nice. And then, and then they alternated that week on week with jacket potatoes. So it was pasta king or jacket potato, or your normal meal like fish and chips or curry or anything. So I had 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 loads of options at secondary school. So I, and I quite enjoyed all of them to be honest. Then I got to college and it was literally just paninis every day. And that was your only option. It was paninis or like corn curry. Yeah. Do you not remember, all, the, <laughs> your only you remember all of the grease that used to come off all of that? Yeah. But I still have one every day. <laughs> Adam, you <laughs> almost need like some somebody, quite nice. You needed somebody walking behind you with a mop and bucket to clean it all up with the <laughs> grease dripping off. It wasn't. I can remember, I remember the, cheese, the cheese and pepperoni ones. I did uh, chicken and lemon pepper. And, and, and that was really nice in a panini. But um, I didn't ever have any of the other stuff from, um, from college. But um, I have to say, I did actually quite enjoy it. But uh, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't go back in a heartbeat, let's say. Yeah, definitely. All right, then. It's time, everybody, to strap in at home because it's time for Alex's choice. Yes. So, Adam, we know you like a bargain. <laughs> yes, I do, yes. 
But what I've actually decided to do is have a little bit of a rant about the furniture store's constant sale. <laughs> yeah, good one. So what I actually thought about this one, it, it just struck me in the week. Now, as we're approaching to relax a bit out of lockdown and shops are starting to reopen, I've not seen it yet, but I cannot wait to see the first DFS 50% sale. Because every furniture store you ever see is constantly on sale. So yeah. I don't really understand to why they don't just mark their prices at the 50% sale point because they're always at 50% sale. So actually, yeah. I don't think you're getting a bargain when you go in and buy that 50% no. off because it's constantly at 50% off. There is always <laughs> much a sale. Constant, yeah. You can either go to DFS, SCS, Benson's for Beds. They all do it. They all have it at all the same time. The choice is yours. They're all doing the same discount, and you're all being ripped off. I'm pretty sure that I actually saw an advert in the week. I think it's for SCS. It might not have been. And it said, sale ends soon. They couldn't quite believe. Like, they've just reopened, and they're already having the end of the sale. This is what I mean. I mean, it's I don't next think, week. I, I mean, I'm a marketeer, but I think they must find like times of the calendar for a sale constantly. It's bonfire night. We'll have a sale. It's the start of summer. <laughs> we'll have a sale. Yeah. It's I don't know. It started snowing. Let's put a sale in. They, <laughs> They find an option to, to use the sale point constantly. And I just think it's not fair. I, I don't even know how it's legal. I don't think you can always have a sale on. Um, yeah. I think that everybody needs to be a bit aware of that, that their sale price is actually the RRP. If they put a yeah. sale on the sale, then you're going to get yourself a good discount. I just feel sorry for the poor people that have bought a sale but it's not been on sale on the like three days a year where there's not a sale on. All I can say is they haven't looked around or shopped around well enough because yeah. one of the retailers, there will have been a sale. <laughs> 100%, yeah. <laughs> All right, then. It's time for the final five. Last week's challenge was set by myself. For the first time this series, shall we say, not something to do through the week. Instead, all will be revealed now. We've all written... Well, the aim was five questions, but we've both just by chance written six. Questions about ourselves. Let's see who knows the other one best. Um, I haven't got any music, so we're just going to have to make it sound really dramatic. It's time for the quiz. <laughs> that was really dramatic, wasn't it? <laughs> All right, then. Uh, should we alternate question, I think? I think yes, that's probably definitely. a good idea. Uh, I'll ask first. So obviously, there's a hope, hopefully going to go in increasing difficulty. Um, and hopefully, you'll get most of these right, Alex, but we'll have to see. Oh, I feel um, really pressured. I feel honestly quite nervous. <laughs> All right, number one. Obviously, you're not a huge football fan, but I am. And I'd like to think that you know the answer to this question. What football club do I support? Now, I know it's Nottingham. <laughs> now, I've got like, two in Nottingham. I knew you were going to ask me this question, and I thought, <laughs> oh, God, is it Nottingham Forest or Notts County? This is, this is the... You should at least give me some credit that I've got both of those right. Given that Definitely I'm not, because... If you, say, if you say the wrong one, then that means that you lose 10 points, I think. So you're getting oh. no credit yet. I think it's Notts County. Is that your answer? Yes. Correct, Alex. Yes. It is Notts County. <laughs> well played. 
<laughs> oh goodness, I, I was sweating. Um, it's tense already. Th- this is a really easy one, and I hope you do get this. Uh, what is my middle name? I think. Well, it definitely begins with a J because that's on all your social media handles. I think it's James. Final answer. Final answer. Correct. Well done. One Get point. In. Good job. My 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 next question is uh, similar, but it's slightly harder because I've got two middle names. Oh. What are they? I've got no idea. I genuinely <laughs> have got no idea. Have a guess. Always worth a guess. Hmm. I wanted to say like David and Charles. Um, neither of them are correct. It's uh, John Daniel. Oh, John after your dad. Yes, you should have got that, shouldn't you? I should, I, I should have <laughs> thought about that. Where's the Daniel come from? Um, basically, as I understand it, when I was born, my dad wanted to call me Adam, and my mum wanted to call me Daniel, and my dad won. Oh, so then Daniel came in. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I understand it. Nice. So, um, my question is, what A-levels did I take and specifically, what grades did I get? Ah, uh, okay. Well, we both did maths and we both got a D. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, you also took business. I imagine that you did well. Is it like A well or is it perhaps B well? I'm going to say you got an A in business. Right. And I think, I can't remember if you dropped psychology at AS like I did or if you did that to a full A level. I'm going to say you got a B in psychology. That wasn't a bad go. Psychology, B. Maths, yeah. D. <laughs> business, correct. However, a star. I got an A star. Oh, I do apologise. Yes, you're underselling <laughs> me, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. Okay, this one's a little bit of a trivial one as well as just about me. Uh, what's my star sign? Oh, my. <laughs> uh, Leo. It is not Leo. Do, do you actually do you have interest you know where my birthday is? On top of my head? No, it's in my calendar. <laughs> um, it, I'm Aries. Are March. you? But in all yes. fairness, I don't actually really know my star sign because I've never been <laughs> one of those people that follows those things. I have to say, I think it's you know, when they do all that compatibility where they match the star sign. <laughs> How does that work? It doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So you, I'm not sure you, you've got to have a guess at this, but okay. obviously I used to be a swimmer. When oh. I swam, what was my best, but also my favorite stroke? Right. Well, I know, I know all of the strokes. So that's something. Um, let's have a think about this. I am going to say, because you're quite tall, this, that, that might not be good logic. I'm going to say backstroke. Oh, no. I did actually like backstroke, but my best and favourite was front crawl. Front crawl. Yeah, I was a sprinter. Didn't know that. I can't swim. I don't pay any attention. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My best GCSE saw me get an A star in what subject? Ooh, that's a tough one. Now, I know, you, I know you were good at French. Um, it wasn't maths. Definitely know that. We both got a D and A level. Um, I'm going to... No, I'm saying English. Final answer. I'll tell you something. You said it at one point. Oh, no. The answer, I'm afraid, is French. Oh, no. <laughs> Although you have listed all the ones that I got A's in. Uh, oh. with that psychology as well so you're very close but hit the post oh, 
Damn. <laughs> um, okay, so you, I hope you get this right, but where have I lived in the UK? Oh, that is a question. Hmm. Okay, well, currently you live in Shepshed. Yeah. But you have also lived in York. Yeah. I don't know, sort of pre Shepshed, whereabouts you lived. To my knowledge, it was always, always Shepshed. So do I be brave and just guess somewhere? Is there, is, is, is there another answer? I'm saying nothing. You're not going to say. There we no. go. Um, I will, I will stop it now. Oh, hang on. I think you might have lived in London for a little bit as well. That might have not been on. Oh, I'll. No, I'm going to say York and Shepshed. End of. Right. Well, I don't understand why you stopped there because obviously I do live in London as well. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shepshed, yeah, York and London. Oh, so London was only. Oh. Oh, I was there. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's you you backed me. out. Yeah. Okay, right. I don't think you'll know this. I don't think that anybody other than my family knows about me. But let's see. I had my tonsils out aged just two and a half. But rather than ice cream, what was I given to eat to ensure the operation went well? Now, Adam, knowing that I've only known you since college you're pushing me a little bit on this one <laughs> it's quite um, it's quite a well-known it's, it, it's quite a weird thing to have had thing, once you've had your tonsils out i would have said jelly well you'd think it was quite soft wouldn't you what they made me eat was a bowl of cornflakes <laughs> no <laughs> yes <laughs> wow i'm not sure where the logic is in that one but okay. <laughs> neither am i really wow i would never have known that one um so my next one, and hopefully I've said this one before, who is my favourite celebrity chef? Hmm. And for a bonus point, what restaurant have I been to that he owns? Right. I should know this because anybody who follows Alex on, on Instagram will know that basically what you're signing up to is a daily uh, sign-up of where he's ran in the day and then <laughs> what he's cooked on the evening. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you always I'm not sure if that, if that is the person who the answer is but you always put someone's name in the recipe I can't remember who that, is, who that name is or if it's even right oh it's Paul Hollywood that's who you put in the um, in the recipes I'm not sure if that's the answer but that's all I can base it off so I'll say Paul Hollywood you're way off um, <laughs> <laughs> my favourite celebrity chef was Gordon Ramsay um, and I've been oh. fortunate enough to eat in his first, well, three Michelin star restaurant, restaurant Gordon Ramsay in Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, Gordon Ramsay just seemed too obvious to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My last one. And this is a question I put in. I thought I want everybody who listens to this, not just you, I want everybody to think, Oh, I'm not sure I know that. Even the people who know me really, really well. It's to do with my profession, my job. So my first professional football commentary was at Middlesbrough Football Club. In the fourth round of the FA Cup in January 2019. But who did Middlesbrough play in my first ever professional football commentary? Oh, now you've really thrown me under the bus here. <laughs> um, Basically, if you are, this is name of football team. Doncaster. Not a bad guess, but not right. Because uh, they're quite a lower league team like Doncaster. It's actually Newport County. I'd never have got that one. <laughs> never. I will be interested to see how many people who listen to this know who, who know me know that answer. My guess is probably zero, to be honest. 
And my final question to you is, obviously, I'm a marketeer. What brands have I worked on while I've been at Nestle? Okay, definitely KitKat. I know you worked on KitKat. I think you've worked for Nescafe. Oh, is there another one? uh, Quality Street, I think. I'm saying nothing. Oh, Oh, I mean, you've been there for three years, but doing great stuff. I mean, you would have done well to work with more than three decent, you know, big brands. I'll say Kit Kat, Nescafe, Quality Street. Well, you got two right. And then the third one, I've not done a lot of work on this brand, but I have worked on it, is Starbucks. It was uh, Quality Street not right then? No, I've never worked on Quality Street. Have you not? Oh, no. I swore I remember you saying once. I just used to eat them a lot. Oh, perhaps that was it then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, All right, Alex, um, at the end of that, I'm afraid to say you got one of my questions correct. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you're kind of on par because you got my middle name right. You didn't get all of my... Yeah, I'm not sure we know each other very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, I mean, you hit the post with, um, with French. Um, yeah, although uh, any of the ones you weren't, you weren't any, anywhere near. And I think I got... I think were, I got, probably got two halves. You were quite close. We'll give you two. We'll give you two points. Yeah, I think I think some work to do, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we we do we work on these quizzes. So All right, next week it's you yes, to decide. It is next week, and I've chosen something that everybody can do, um, and it's a very simple one. Given that we're all in lockdown, and we actually spoke about this um, in the week, what yeah. I would like us to try and do, um, and you might get completely blanked, but it's up to you. You never know. I would like us every day till next week to either pick up the phone, ring or text somebody that we haven't spoken to in a very long time and just see how they're doing. Given all the topics we've spoken about before about mental health and seeing if people are all right and the issues of lockdown, I think it's a really simple thing of just seeing how people are. You might even get a friendship out of it because I actually said to my parents (laughs) that until we were doing this podcast, I would never have spoken to you as much as we do. We have weekly (laughs) calls. We text most (laughs) days. So I actually think it could be something interesting for us all to give a go. Every day? Yeah, that's only seven people. Right, yeah. Yeah, It's extensive for your your contacts list, but give it a go. (laughs) You're not joking, yeah. (laughs) All right, then. Right, I'll do that for next week. Everybody at home as well. Do that as well. Well, that is us done for this week on the A Take. It is. You can find us on social media by searching for the A Take on Twitter and Facebook. Feel free to send us in your thoughts of anything we have discussed today. And don't forget, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or iTunes, be sure to give us a follow so that you are alerted with our next episode next week. But in the meantime, stay safe, everybody, and we hope you can all join us next week. We'll see you then. <laughs>